Welcome to the segment Life with Lily on the Raw Reality Podcast. In these episodes, I'll be diving into the health and fitness industry with a goal to inspire you to do and be better through motivational pep talks, tips and tricks, and of course, a side of lighthearted conversations. Let's get into it. Hello guys and welcome back to Life with Lily. I hope you've all had a great day so far or great week whenever you are listening to this. Today's episode is a little bit of an exciting one. I feel like I've been waiting to do this episode because I always get a lot of questions about it, which is so fair because again, it's literally like my whole personality, Um, but it is everything to do with competing um, from my growing phase to in comp to show day to reversing. I'm going to pretty much touch on everything today. I also got you guys to ask me questions um, yesterday via the Raw Reality Podcast Instagram. So I'm going to touch on a few of those because I wanted to kind of also answer specific questions that you guys had for me. But like I said the other week, we're going to quickly touch on how I'm going in the gym, where my food's at, where I currently am at. So I, it's basically my second week of my new block, honestly. Holy guacamole, it is so hard, like so hard. Actually, I think it's my third week. I don't know if it's my second or third week. I'm not sure. (laughs) I always forget, but it is so hard. This block is literally a step up. I am dying. I feel like I've had constant dobs for two weeks straight. Not sure if that's a good or bad thing because it kind of means my recovery is trash at the moment, which honestly, it probably is. It could definitely be better, but I am really loving it at the moment. It's some of my exercises I'm focusing a little bit more on low reps and then other um, exercises I'm focusing a lot more on high reps. My block has honestly, a lot of the exercises and days and program is so simple similar to my last block like literally I looked at one day and I was like I swear I just did every single exercise in here my last block but it's progression from my last block so essentially I did let's say one of the days is trap bar deadlift I did like 12 reps in my last block four sets and then this time I'm doing five reps for three sets so it's going a lot more heavier for lower reps so that is the progressive overload and then the the exercise after that was deficit reverse sorry last block it was barbell reverse lunges and this time it's deficit barbell reverse lunges so it's just little bits of a step up every block which is great but it's also so hard I honestly the last block I was like thank god I never have to do these trap bar deadlifts into reverse lunges into reverse hack squat again and then I opened up the program and it was exactly the same and I was like oh my goodness 16 weeks straight of pure death but honestly it is so good that is definitely my hardest session of the week but I am loving it also focusing in a lot on unilateral exercises to really make sure I am having that muscular balance it is so important to incorporate muscular or to incorporate um unilateral exercises into your program so you are making sure you're building the correct balance within your body and one side isn't overpowering the other I feel like my program is a lot longer this block than last block. I don't know if I did mention that last week or the other week, but it's definitely a lot longer. So last block, I could like literally smash it out with 45 minutes. And this one I'm doing like hour, hour 15, hour 30 sometimes, but it is good. Like I said, it's my last block before Europe, which we leave in a month as I'm recording this. So if you guys are listening on the Thursday, we are literally leaving in 29 days. Whole, mm, 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 no, it's going to come up so fast. So, so excited. It's going to be amazing. Um, my food also is going really well this week. Literally, Kels are staying the same, not changing anything till after Europe, pretty much just smashing that out all the time. But that's such a little bit of a rundown with me. Not sure if you guys cared or what, but I just thought I would open up about that. 
Before I get started on today's episode, I just quickly want to touch on today's sponsor before you speak coffee. If you know, I am a huge caffeine addict, honestly, more for the taste than the actual buzz itself. Before you speak coffee provides coffee with benefits, as simple as that, infusing their sachets with superfoods, vitamins, and minerals to support health and well-being goals. My favorite is the original or the performance caramel coffee with half almond milk, half water, and ice. They also offer decaf coffee sachets, which I love to have in the afternoons, as well as whole coffee beans, which I actually have been using a lot more now because I bought a fancy coffee machine. Use my code FITWITHLILY for a small discount off your order. Now let's get back into the episode. The first question is like, why did I start competing and how did I get into it? So basically, I've been a very competitive person my whole life, starting in gymnastics, moving into cheerleading for like years on years on years. I think I started in year eight and finished in my first year of uni. So I was doing it for a very long time. Um, so I was naturally a very competitive person. And then when I finished cheer, I just needed something else to fire me. I was looking like to fire me up and like to train towards something. And I was looking into diving, to be honest with you. I was like, oh, okay. That kind of like goes hand in hand, like tumbling, I guess, like twisting. I kind of like know my spatial awareness in terms of I like, can control my body in the air, all those different things. But then I remember a few years back, I literally tried diving and I landed on my face and I never did it again. So thought that was ruled out of the picture, but they just wanted something else. And I was going to the gym consecutively, like consistently, sorry, really working my way up in weights, making like it was fun. I loved it. I actually Fun fact, I was a night gym person because chilling, we our sessions or like our training would start at 8 p.m. and go to like 10, 10.30. So I was so used to training quite late at night. So a lot of my gym sessions, I always trained late. It was so random. I'd always go after dinner and I couldn't think of anything worse now, but that's what I did for the longest time. And then I had one of the coach or one of the gym owners come up to me at the gym I was currently at at that time and asked if I was ever interested in competing. And it's definitely was something on my mind because I knew quite a few people that had competed from my school and I was really interested in it. But it was always one of those things. I was super nervous about it, like to like put that step forward and like figure it out because I was not in the industry at all. I had literally no idea about it. So anyways, I kind of got on board with him. I was like, yep, would love it. And honestly, I was like so nervous to tell people. I don't know why I was so nervous to tell my family, so nervous to tell my partner, my friends. Like I actually like didn't tell my friends for the longest time. And then I kind of like built up the courage to tell them. I don't know why I was just very nervous about it. Um, because it is quite a different sport. Like you train so, so hard, but then like getting up in a bikini, tan, makeup, jewelry, like it was Oh, I know that was quite confronting, but the funny thing is I did cheerleading for years on years and I was in like a uniform and like you had a lot of skin showing, makeup, hair, the performance, all the thing, but I'm still nervous for that part. Thought that was interesting, but like I knew it would definitely be fun. So I got on board with him, then lockdown hit, tried to still train and everything. And then coming out of lockdown, I moved coaches. I kind of stopped with him for a while there, obviously. We were in lockdown for like literally a year and a half in Melbourne when I moved back or two years if... I lived in Adelaide during the first lockdown, but during the second one, we were in lockdown for ages. I could train at my partner's gym, which was great, just building those foundations. Again, like I could only like shoulder press like 10 kilos, like looking back where I can, I can um, shoulder press like 17 and a half now. Like, and that was like a really big struggle for me. Like I was so, so weak in the gym. Like I could, because I had never specifically trained those exercises, it was really hard. So anyways, I built up my fitness in that type of area. And then coming out of lockdown, I moved coaches. I just wanted a more of a girl approach, like in terms of 
helping hormones understanding the girl's body because I really wanted to do it in a healthy way possible just felt a little bit more comfortable and I also knew that a lot of like girls I knew from Instagram went with her as well which is like my coach now Beth Cameron so I started with her in February last year um so in 2022 in February then I went through a growing phase from Feb until May then I started my prep in May through to September October so in terms of my prep from the day I started my prep to my very first comp was 16 weeks and then to my last comp which was nationals was 20 weeks so all up my prep was 20 weeks was which is actually quite short compared to some people. Some people do like 25 weeks. If they can do longer, they can do shorter, but I would highly not recommend to do any shorter than 16 weeks. That's just where I was at at the time. Um, and it worked well for me. Um, so basically from the growing phase, I entered into, I hands on my heart say that that like honestly healed my relationship with food and my body because I went into not looking at myself in terms of aesthetics I started looking at myself in terms of the strength I was gaining how like much more energy I had and all those different things tracking my food like I'd never tracked my food before so like that was all I kind of did with my last coach but the macros I got were just not easy to hit so I kind of like gave up and then the ones I got with Beck were a lot more manageable so that found it a lot easier to kind of get in the rhythm of things and honestly it is so much trial and error I literally didn't even know how to track chicken like I had to go from the bottom and figure that all out and I have some like people tell me they're like how do I track this how do I track this I'm like you've honestly just got to try and learn from your own mistakes your coach can be there for guidance and they can help support you and give you ideas strategies implement all these different things to try and hit your protein or carb target but at the end of the day it's a lot of trial and error and I felt like that's what I did through my growing phase and I also helped me incorporate foods that I still loved into my everyday diet without hindering my progress and I honestly think that was the number one thing that healed my relationship with food because I was actually able to eat all the foods I love not go into restrictive habits and then go into like binging habits like I was able to eat consistently what I wanted while still achieving my goals so yes I actually got into like Oh, how much did I, I'm not exactly sure how much weight I put on. I think it was only five or so kilos from like my starting weight, I believe to like my absolute heaviest, which was like the first day of prep, which I started like in the middle of May. And then I did my first comp, which was A and B. So at this point in time, I was only going to do two comps. I was only going to do A and B. And then two weeks later or three weeks later, do ICN Victoria. I wasn't planning on doing nationals. I wasn't planning on doing NBA. As soon as we kind of got closer towards competing, I was actually, actually deciding whether to do fitness or bikini because my look was very half half um I could have done well in fitness I could have done well in bikini but I kind of decided it's easier to lose weight and to lose muscle mass in a short amount of time than put on muscle mass so we decided to stick with bikini and I in Victoria you can actually do sports as well you can do bikini and sports I know in WA you could only do sports and fitness if you're not in the competing world there's smart this might sound a little bit of juberish, but basically I was doing, um, I decided to do bikini and sports. So I did A and B, wasn't really expecting a whole heap. Just, I was so fucking nervous just to put that out there. First off, I was so nervous. I thought I'd be fine, but walking in heels and like posing the bikini on stage, having everyone watch you in like nothing is terrifying to say the least, but it was so much fun. So I actually, I think I, I don't remember the results at all. I know I got a few firsts and a few seconds. Um, and at that first comp, did I do sports? I honestly don't remember. I think I did. 
I'm not sure. Anyways, um, then the week after we weren't planning on doing another comp, I was just going to have two weeks to really go into like a little bit more of a grind and then do IC and VIX. But my coach Beck was like, look, you're ready. You may as well go and do another comp, get rewarded for your muscularity because I can't promise anything at VIX. You may not get rewarded for it, which I will come back to, but I wasn't rewarded for it at all. Um, so may as well do NBA, get rewarded for the muscularity look, and then also do sports, just get more experience on the stage see how we feel so I literally booked into that compete in that comp like a week before I wasn't planning on doing that had to learn a different walk and everything an individual routine and then did that comp again did quite well I think got a first a few first and a few seconds and then had one week off so I did back-to-back peak weeks had one week off and then I did two comps I did ICN VIX and then I also did ICN nationals the week after that I think I decided to do ICN nationals a few weeks out because it can be really confusing but basically ICN VIX, I didn't even place in the top five for bikini. I did actually win my open class for sports. So as soon as I won my open class for sports, which was before bikini, Beck said to me, she's like, you're not going to do well in bikini. I'm going to say that to you right now because they've just rewarded you for sports and a more of a muscular look. So basically what they we decided to do was pretty much pumped me full of like sodium salt. I was eating like a lot of like um, salt vinegar rice thins and all those things. So I had like quite a muscular look going to like the overalls. Um, I didn't win the overall. Another incredible girl did who her main focus for sports did. But that was like my goal, I guess, in that very moment. We're like, look, I may as well just try for overall sports, which I won my open class. So that's how you got into overall. And then like just accept that I wasn't going to do well in bikini. And I didn't, I didn't even place top five because I was too conditioned and too harsh to look for the like, what they're looking for that day which is completely fine it's very subjective sport as well so it kind of also depends on who shows up for the day if everyone is quite in condition really lean really like a muscular look that's what they're going to go to more towards if everyone is a little bit on the softer side that's what they're going to reward so it's a very subjective sport to be honest with you but basically leading up to ICN VIX we cut cardio and we increased my cals so I reversed into that comp so it would come in a little bit softer and we did our best I literally didn't even do cardio the week before which I thought was amazing and then basically from VIX to nationals Beck was like look you have quite a good chance in nationals because they're rewarding a little bit of a harder it's a quite different look it's a bit more of a national level so we went hard for that comp I dropped my cals to the lowest they've ever been increased cardio and went for it I think I dropped like a kill oh I don't even know I just dropped like quite a bit in that week and I came in fucking so small uh, and that week was a grind but at the same time like I knew that was like my last week ever so I just really went and pushed towards it going to nationals and then I obviously won which was incredible and for nationals I chose to do bikini I if I did sports there would have been no point because I would have been too pumped up to actually do um well in bikini so just did bikini for nationals which was insane was not expecting to win my open class which in turn made me win my pro card in my very first season but basically I did four comps in my first season five weeks four comps it was so full on I was I don't know how I didn't get sick I was exhausted that was all I was focusing on but I wouldn't change it for the world because I've learned so much. I have a lot more experience. I know how my body responds to certain protocols now. I barely didn't go into a depletion mode at all besides going into um, nationals. Like my first three comps we reversed in. So I actually increased my cal so I came a little bit more full in my muscles. But yeah, that's pretty much like the comps and like how I kind of went through everything. We kept cal. Oh, I'll just actually touch on this quickly. The very first month of my prep, my weight didn't move at all 
all. Like, I mean at all. Like, it just barely budged. And I dropped calories by 500. I went from 3,000 eating every single day to 2,500. Um, and my body didn't move. It didn't budge. So then we incorporated some, like, high and low carb days. So we did carb cycling. And that seemed to do the trick. And my body started to move from there. So if you're starting a diet phase or if you're starting prep even and you're like, oh, my God, nothing is working, patience literally be patient keep showing up every single day do exactly what your coach tells you to do and I promise you'll get the results you want you've just got to be patient and that's why prep is so long so you are able to kind of give your body a little bit of a leeway to see what's going to work and what's not going to work as well but yeah that's pretty much everything I kind of touched on like going oh yeah going from like a growing phase to prep nothing changes either so I would like probably three weeks before or a month before my growing, like my deficit started, I was pretty much tracking, well, I was tracking every single day, hitting every single macro to the gram, hitting my steps. Like I was doing everything to form those habits before going into my prep. So literally the day it flipped over, literally it felt like nothing changed. But yeah, I just quickly wanted to touch on that as well. Um, going to like peak week protocols, honestly, I can't, re- I don't have much to say on this because nothing really changed for me. The only thing I would probably say was I increased a lot more water and I would have two high carb days leading into the comp. So on normally like the Thursday and the Friday, I would like bump my carbs up to 400 grams and then I would eat pretty much like plain carbs. Like I'm talking like Cocoa Bombs, Exo Crunch, rice, potatoes, sweet potato, pumpkin. Like that was my carb sources that I only ate. Um, Oh, and oats. And then kind of going into the comp on that day, you just see how your body reacts and you don't really track on the day of comp. You just figure out literally how you're looking. And it's kind of like, okay, you can have an extra rice cake. Okay, have extra chicken, depending what that is. So yeah, um, going into posing. Now, posing I thought would be something that would come quite easy and natural for me, but it literally was not. I felt like a giraffe. I don't know, so uncoordinated, can't walk. That's actually something I'm still struggling with is the walk. God knows why, I'm just not really a heels person. But if there's anything I have to say to you is start you're posing so early. I'm competing again next year and I've already started posing so I can get on top of it as soon as possible. So it's not something you're stressing about a few weeks before trying to figure that all out because it's like, it takes a lot of time. Like if you go into the gym and you're doing, you're training your legs, then you've got to hit your steps, then you've got to do cardio, then you've got to go upstairs for posing. It takes hours on hours on hours. So making sure that you have your posing down pat as soon as possible. So you're not in the gym for that long, like every single day trying to figure it out. You don't have much mental capacity stressing about all those things. So really making sure that you're on top of your posing as soon as possible. Um, The other thing as well I find really interesting between different states is posing is different. So in between Victoria to let's say Victoria to WA, Victoria is quite robotic. It's a lot more like, I would say not sharp, but we don't really have many transitions. It's kind of like, okay, get into this pose. Okay, get into this next pose. For um, I see in Victoria also, or actually most other states besides WA, you also have your hands on your head in your back pose. WA, it's quite flowy. And I would say like just maybe an an under level of IFBB their posing is quite similar just like a little bit toned down um and they have their hands in their down in their rear shot so they if you competed at nationals like I know my friend Caitlin did she had to literally like learn in a week going from her hands down to her hands up in the back pose also the other thing is I'm sorry I'm literally jumping from left right to center I'm just like remembering things that are coming up but 
in A and B and NBA, you also have an individual posing routine compared to uh, ICM, which is like literally all just come out on stage and you do your transitions and you go back. You don't have an individual routine. I learnt my individual routine for um, A and B and NBA two weeks before. And then even on the day, Beck was like, oh, can you show me like this? I'm like, oh, I don't actually know. Like, where are we walking? So don't do what I did. Uh, that is bad. I just like, that was something that I just did not do. And now I've kind of learned my lesson with how important posing is. And that's why I'm starting so early. So I can nail the ha- nail, hammer the nail on the head, something like that. <laughs> so I can really get it down pat early. Okie dokie. Let's go into like a little bit of reversing out of the show. Cause this is probably the number one question I get a lot of the time. I, in like the most humble way, I really feel like I successfully reversed really well out of my comp. I, really focused on my mindset before going in and I literally focused on this probably like a good month to two months out of my even before competing I like toned honed honed into my mind that um reversing out the show is equally as important as prep to be so confident in myself to not focus on what I'm looking like to focus on how I'm feeling and probably so after the comp let's just like go from like day to day after the comp competed did all the things, had a, the best time ever. I went out for dinner that night. I went to like a random restaurant. I'd booked way too late, didn't know where I was going to go, but I got pizza, had bruschetta, and then we went and got some like, I guess it was like cold rock ice cream after. And then that was kind of pretty much where I left it there. The next day I didn't track. I didn't track for about three days. I just intuitively ate what I want while really focusing on not going overboard because my stomach had obviously like shrunk and I wasn't used to having so much food. So woke up, I went out for breakfast. I went for like a huge walk just to get like my body, my digestive system moving because I ate so much food the night before. Really got everything moving. Um, I actually had sourdough with eggs and avocado. It's what I was literally looking forward to the most. Then I actually had a ride away event that day. So we'll kind of like go, go, go. I had like a few things there, but for dinner I had GYG. But again, I wasn't going overboard. I wasn't getting these loaded cookies, these loaded donuts. I wasn't buying everything. I didn't have anything in front of me to physically eat 24 seven. And that is my biggest tip to you. People are probably going to give you like, oh, have this chocolate, try this snack, like buy you all these things. But I promise you out of sight, out of mind, it's so dangerous to have a, like a draw of goodies after you compete because you're just going to eat them it's like having easter eggs in your house you eat so much chocolate on easter because they're right in front of you the second it's not even there not even in your mind it's out of sight out of mind so my biggest tip towards you is please do not have like piles of i guess so-called junk food next to your bed or in your house after you've competed because it's so easy to just eat all of it because it's in like in the eyes of you and you can right so that was like my biggest thing as well and I also stayed in Queensland for a week after I stayed with Tori and Jackson so they also eat relatively not relatively they eat very healthy very healthily so I didn't really have anything with me but I GYG that night enjoyed it all the things. And then the next day, I'm pretty sure I just went straight back into trucking. We slowly increased my cows back up. And I actually thought they would increase a lot faster than they did, to be honest with you. It was like a gradual, like 200 cows. I'm like, fuck, my cows were actually still quite low. Um, I didn't really feel hungry at all, but it was the thought of like having extra food right if I wanted to. I was so like used to not having a bite of anyone else's food or I was only used to having like, let's say like 20 grams of something and then not being able to have like an extra 10 grams. Like I'd have to take some out if it wasn't exact. So I had a handful of harvest snaps and I was like, oh, 
I can actually have another handful. But like, it's just kind of like being like in tune with your body. Do I want one? Do I need one? Just making sure you're still finding yourself balanced, not going into that all or nothing approach because you know that that food is still going to be there the next day. You don't have to start fresh the next day. It's nothing to do with that. You can still track all these good, yummy foods into your everyday reversing diet routine. Just making sure you're not going to that all or nothing mindset. So I'm pretty sure I still made like my chicken, my pumpkin, my broccoli, barbecue sauce for lunch. And then for dinner, we maybe went from like fishbowl or yolk cheese. So I probably had like a meal out every two, one or two days. Um, But again, still focusing on eating intuitively as much as possible. I didn't want to restrict anything. So when I went to Yochi, I literally, I think the bowl was like $18 because I piled so much on top of it. Ate it all, actually felt relatively like so fine. Went home, had a hot chocolate, like still did all those things and then like woke up, carried on the next day, had my oats, making sure you're still keeping that routine as much as possible and what your body is used to. So my body was used to like protein oats in the morning. So I made sure I still had that. Like you don't want to change something straight away and that's what like my biggest tip for you is don't go from like okay I can eat all this food now let's go out for like pancakes every morning let's go for waffles every morning let's have pizza burgers like please do your body a service and eat foods that it's used to because it's not used to all these processed artificial junk foods and it's going to like have a hard time digesting it more so so really focus on reversing is finding that balance not going into that all or nothing approach make sure you have a few days off tracking at the very start and then make sure you get straight back into it as much as possible also know that you are not going to be perfect at all you're not going to be perfect don't put that expectation on yourself and be as honest with your coach as possible please if you have had like a day where you've gone way overboard and you've eaten so much food that you weren't not meant to, but like that you probably didn't need to, let's say, um, voice that to your coach so they can help you kind of navigate your way through that and adjust anything where needs adjustment, figure out why that happened as well. And that can be a big thing is figuring out your triggers and what's affecting you. So that doesn't carry on. I actually, I was very proud of myself coming out because I feel like I had incorporated so many discipline and willpower habits that I didn't need to eat so much like I could still eat like a row of chocolate be like okay cool I can have that again tomorrow and that's just like my biggest thing is just incorporating balance wherever possible and being honest with your coach and still tracking I know it sucks it literally sucks for the month straight coming out of comp because it's the last thing you want to do but do it like do it please it's going to benefit you so so much Okay, so those are kind of like my reversing out of the show habits um, or like things that you can implement. Um, Let's go into a bit of Q&A questions that you guys asked me um, that we can kind of like quickly touch on. But first off, how much does it cost to compete? A lot of fucking money. A lot, a lot of money. Like I literally, oh my goodness. I didn't think it was going to cost that much, but it did, especially with four comps. Let's not even talk about it. I'm very very thankful that my parents paid helped me pay for a few of them or else I wouldn't have done four comps at all like it's very unrealistic to be able to do that financially yourself it's uh, pricey but let's kind of like go from the start I don't know exactly how much it kind of all up costs but I'll kind of give you a little bit of a rundown here so number one paying for your coach every single week um most of them are going to be from 80 to 100 to 120 dollars i know my coach was had a starting certain starting price um that we probably did up until i think it was 12 weeks out or so and then she bumped that up when we started checking every single day that was the other thing was i checked in with beck every single day from i think i don't know if it was 10 weeks out or eight weeks out I don't know but there was a time in point when I started checking in with her every single day that's when she upped the price by $20 so it was like around $100 um, every single week I actually think she's increased her prices now but 
I got in early, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she was $100 every single week. Then you've also got your posing lesson coaches. So every coach, again, is going to differ, but normally they range from $80 to $100 per hour or per 45 minutes. And that is how much it costs every single time to go. I probably went to around six in-person lessons, a lot of group lessons, a group so much cheaper. Please go to every single group lesson you can with different coaches as well. That's an important thing because they're all going to tell you something different that the judges do. Um, so I find that really helps me as well, going to different types of posing coaches. My coach in Melbourne was actually Vicky. Um, if you're from Melbourne, if you're into the industry, you'll know exactly who she is. She was my coach. Um, if Sometimes my lessons only went for 30 minutes. So she would actually cut the price in half and just be like, oh, it's only 50 bucks today because we only did half the amount of time. But posing lessons definitely add up as well. The other thing is heels. Heels probably cost around like 120, I would say, depending. You can get those second price, second hand, sorry. I actually had to buy two heels in the end. So I paid double, which is just great. But um, my I would highly recommend to size down in heels. They're going to feel like your feet are going to fall off. And it kind of kind of feel like they kind of do but basically I got like a size eight which is like my complete normal shoe size but because the straps are plastic and they stretch after a while my feet were kind of moving around in them and you want to be so locked in like they are not moving so I ended up having to buy my friend's shoes um which was a size seven size down so hard to get into I actually don't do my check-ins in those shoes because they're way too hard to get into it takes like five minutes but as soon as they're in I'm locked in ready to go so that's another thing heels then you've also got your bikini my bikini I think was 550 um it's very pricey I got mine from 67 bikinis which she was absolutely incredible Stacy but the same time you can like go from cheap to expensive so some bikinis can be like literally eight to one thousand two hundred dollars sorry eight hundred to one thousand two hundred dollars um but it depends on the quality what uh, crystals you get and all these different types of things I went with the cheapest option possible so I could have gone from five hundred to eight hundred dollars and the difference was literally in the crystals and I did not even know the difference. It was, if there was $800, I feel like I'm speaking so fast, so sorry. But if it was $800, the crystals would literally just be touching. So they'd be super close together. So that essentially there's double the amount of crystals on it. And then if it was $500, they were spaced apart a little bit more. You could not tell the difference from afar. So that was mine. I also decided like the fabric under was the cheaper option. Again, I felt like I couldn't even tell. So yeah, you can also buy them secondhand. One of the bikinis I rented for, uh, ICN VIX. I rented that one and that was only $100 to rent. Really good. Felt like the the bra was a little bit big for me though. That's the only downfall when you do rent. It's not going to be 100% fitted to you. So making sure that like you kind of grab someone that is your size as well. But the good thing is if you do pay a lot for your bikini and you're planning to compete again, that can be like your first bikini for another comp or another season. Then you can also rent out. I've also already rented my bikini out to one of my friends. So that's something else you can do to try and get your money back from it. But bikini is very expensive. The other thing is jewelry on the day. This one's actually really cheap. I got mine from Lavisa. Some people get it from 67 bikinis or like wherever they get their bikini from, but I just got mine from Lavisa. Literally got myself some earrings, some rings and a bracelet. Super easy, super cheap. That was like 50 bucks all up. Then you've got your tan, which is actually really pricey. I think it's like 120 uh 120 minimum. I could be more, could be wrong, but that's what I remember, but I had to get four so that's like $400 in tans because I had to get one for every single comp. And it's so expensive because you've literally have to have like two layers. A lot of the comps, um, people are at the show as well. So a lot of the tan people are at the show as well. So you've basically, you can get touch-ups there. They do a second coat. If you've bumped it, they can touch it up. That's why it's a little bit more pricey too. But again, you got to pay for your tan. Your registration fees. Now, 
this is what hit the bank account. I did not understand why they're so expensive, but they are. So basically it cost, uh, I don't know if, again, these are all rough prices because I kind of forgot, but it's either like $100 to $200 to register just for the comp. So you're not even entered into any divisions yet just to register to the comp. And then it's roughly $100 per division. I know one of my comps was $750 to compete. So I think that's because I ended up doing four divisions. I did two in sports where I normally did like uh, under 23s and opens. Oh, I think I may have done first timers as well. So first timers, under 23s, opens for sports and then also for bikini. So that's like five to six divisions. It costs so much. Then if you also want to do photos on top of that, it costs an extra $100 or like so per division or depends what the package is, can be per comp or per division too. So I got photos for A and B, NBA and nationals. I didn't get them for ICN VIX, um, but yeah. They also fucking add up in price. So I would say I spent a couple grand alone in registration fees. And then also if you decide to do nationals, then you've got your flight, your accommodation, all those different types of things as well. And then obviously just like the little things that even before you go for a holiday, you get this done, but you get your hair done, you get your um, maybe eyelashes done, you get your eyebrows done, your nails, they all add up in price as well. So Basically, if you're going to compete, start putting money away. Make sure you're aware of it, how much it is going to cost you and just be like completely open with it. And like sometimes you can save money in some areas and sometimes you can't in other areas. So just plan ahead with that one and just understand it costs a lot of money to compete. But that was that one. Um, My next one was, oh, these are kind of go hand in hand. I have a lot of questions roughly around this same um questions or around the same topic how did you deal with your body changing afterwards now it is a challenging and you're going to have some days that you feel on top of the world and other days where you kind of honestly feel like pure shit but honestly I would say that I have done an extremely good job at managing my weight increase and I also thank Beck for that she didn't set any unrealistic unrealistic expectations on me so basically we kind of increased my calories to maintenance by the time like Christmas hit um and like actually probably like a month before Christmas and then after that we decided we're going to keep that maintenance until I moved to Perth so over summer she's like I want you to be confident in yourself I don't want you you don't need to go into a growing bulking phase just yet you don't need to put on excess body fat just yet enjoy your summer enjoy a bit feeling lean I guess and there's nothing wrong with that I don't think over summer and then go to Canada wasn't going to track enjoy my holiday and as soon as I got back to Perth I went into a growing phase so I found that definitely helped me was actually Beck being on my side I mean like look I want you to still feel confident for summer we don't need to put on all this excess body fat so hold maintenance over summer I was actually still eating like 2400 a day um so still eating quite a lot of food my body was just burning through it at that point and then by the time I moved to Perth that was when I entered a growing phase and I actually haven't increased my calories that much I think they're roughly like 2360 right now so nearly 2000 um, 700 so just sitting right now and that's like my surplus growing phase at the moment but the biggest thing I always focused with myself was I kept looking at my goals in the future so rather than focusing exactly how I looked in that very moment I was like okay I know I want to get stronger I know I need to build muscle so in order to do that my body is going to have to change I'm actually not at a healthy sustainable body fat right now I need to increase that to feel better for my mood to stabilize for my, for my mood to stabilize and then also for like my libido to increase my energy to increase overall like everything to feel better I actually have to put on body fat so at that point in time I didn't really care I still don't really care I'm quite 
not attached to the way my body looks. Um, I'm actually very proud of the progress I have made in that because if you told me that a few years ago, I literally would have been in shock and not believed you in the slightest, but I'm very proud of that progress I have made. Now, you will still have days where you feel the most, where you are incredibly lean, but you don't feel it. You feel like you put on a lot of body fat. And I tell you those days, chuck on an oversized tee, stop looking in the mirror, don't go back and look at old prep photos, literally just carry on with your day as normal. Don't, you don't need to focus and hyper fixate on the way you look. No one cares but you. And I promise that and I can like literally put my hand on my heart. No one cares but you. So really try and focus on that as much as possible. And just like keep looking at your goals ahead. If you're going to compete, know that you have to put on body fat and you have to put on muscle density to be competitive in the future and to bring a better package than you do th- did this season. That is like the biggest thing in my mind right now is I'm doing everything possible to put me at a better place to be able to bring a better package and more of a competitive package next year. And in order to do that, my body has to change. If you want to compete and you want to compete at a good level and you also want to be health, have a healthy relationship with it, you have to be happy with your body in an off season, in maintenance and at a deficit phase. You have to be happy at all three phases. And if you're not, competing is not for you. Like in the most honest way possible, bottom line, if you're not happy with your body in an off season, you're not in the right mindset to compete. And like, that's just facts. It is what it is because it is very mentally taxing on your mind and your mental capacity. So you need to be at a very healthy relationship wherever your body is. And in saying that, I will 100% still have my days or weeks where I feel like shit. Like a few weeks ago, I was like, holy shit, I do not feel good right now. But it wasn't like, oh my God, I feel like I have to go back into a deficit phase. I was thinking, well, I feel like shit probably feel really puffy because I am really puffy. Like I was on my period, chucked an oversized tee on, just moved on and carried on with my life and didn't let myself hyper fixate on that or didn't let my thoughts validate my actions moving forward. I just kind of accepted it and moved on. So really just try and think of your goals in the future and also remind yourself that no one cares but you. That's like the biggest thing I have to say to you as well. Okay, my next question, I kind of touched on what calories I am on. My protein has not moved from February last year to now like no matter what phase besides two days out where my protein dropped because that's what you do before you compete I literally have not changed my protein my carbs move significantly and my fat stays relatively the same but 2260 is what I'm currently on I was able to get up to 3000 calories last year and right now I'm sitting on that I did have them slightly increased and I was putting on like weight consistently so we just like dropped them a little bit so it's a little bit more maintainable um but yeah that's what it is at the moment and after Europe I'll probably go back back into like keep pushing that up pretty much until prep to really try I'll see if I get back to 3000 calories I feel like I will um but at the same time your body like what you do in one off season isn't necessarily what you're going to do in one off another off season your body can change and metabolism can change and all those different types of things but I definitely think that it'll be a lot higher after Europe I just want to go like Beck and I both decided I want to go into Europe feeling a little bit confident within my own skin and like, like I was saying before like that's kind of like controversy I guess or being hypocritical of myself but I still am very confident within myself so I want to kind of hold that going into Europe and feeling my best um as well so that's like the plan of attack right now what was the first thing I ate afterwards? It was actually like a cookie or like half a cookie. I didn't bring any treats or desserts with me into the comp. I didn't want to do that. I The only thing I ate there was like a cookie because I 
they had them sitting there like ICN Victoria sorry ICN Nationals had them out all out on the table and after you competed you were able to grab some so I think it was like a caramel or like a choc one I think I had one of each and then after that I went out for dinner had pizza bruschetta I had one margarita which went straight to the head had cold rock ice cream and then just carried on with my day honestly the biggest thing I was looking forward to was GYG and sushi and going out for breakfast those were the three things I was most excited for um what's another question Okay, this one said, what was the details of your cutting phase with nutrition and training? Did you have to get cut out certain vegetables, proteins, etc.? So pretty much like the details is I kept like from my growing phase to my deficit phase, literally nothing changed. All it was was a drop in food. I was still eating like, I guess, artificial things. Um, I was still having milk in my coffee, all these things like as long as I could track it. And then when I think it hit like 12 weeks out, I said to Beck, like, I'm having a lot of cravings at the moment. Like, I really feel like chocolate and all these things. And she goes, okay, cool. Well, we're cutting out all artificial sweetness. And I was like, uh, okay. But that's because the more artificial sweeteners you have, the more you crave. The more sugar you have, the more you crave. If you completely cut it out, you're actually not going to crave it. And I can, like, after I competed, everyone's like, oh, my God, do you feel like this? Do you feel like this? And I was like, no. Because I literally have not had it for so long. I didn't feel like it. All I felt like was my normal food because your body is so used to getting that what it needs. I did not feel like all these other sweet, sugary things at all because my body hadn't craved that in such a long amount of time because I hadn't had any sugar in that amount of time. The only things um, I kept, I had to also cut out all protein bars because they are horrible in your gut. But basically the things I kept in and I definitely kept in a lot more than other athletes I know. My body just still responded. So what there's no point cutting it out if your body if your body still responds right so and my gut was also very very tolerant of certain things so literally until the day before I competed I was still having my hot chocolate sachets which have artificial sweeteners in it but I found they didn't increase my cravings at all and that actually got me through the night like quite happily so I just used the Jahara hot chocolate ones which was like 47 cows put boiling water with it call it a day then I also had um Oh, protein powder. I had the isopept EHP labs one, put that in my oats every single morning. Body was completely happy and fine with that. I also use barbecue sauce and Nando's Perinase sauce um, quite a lot. I actually think I cut those out a little bit before I competed, but not much at all. I still actually had barbecue sauce the day before I competed, actually. Um, and that was pretty much all the artificial sweeteners I had, I'm pretty sure. And like just pre-workout and creatine and stuff like that. But I literally only had the protein powder and the sauces and the hot chocolate. And that was it. But I cut pretty much everything out from like 10 weeks out. I just wanted to put my like best foot forward as pos- much as possible. Um, I didn't have to cut out any vegetables, anything like that. If anything, I increased it to increase the volume. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much it. I didn't get a meal plan. Like I just don't, you don't need to. My coach never offered that. I also don't believe in them just because like obviously for some people they work. But for me, I found it so much better to not necessarily like just kind of intuitively eat. Like if I didn't want freaking oats for breakfast, I didn't have to have oats for breakfast. I could have... I don't know, like egg whites on rice cakes or something instead just to kind of like swap it out and to keep things interesting. So that's what definitely worked with me the most to keep my, like, I don't know, to still be able to intuitively eat while hitting things perfect. The other thing was the whole, and I actually can like confidently say, oh, I stuffed up once. I did stuff up once and it was like more than 10 weeks out. So it wasn't even close to the comp. I had chick, like a packet of chickpeas 
And I literally completely forgot I had them and I just didn't track them. And then that night I hit my Kells Perfect and then I was like, hold up. I forgot I had chickpeas. I packed a chickpeas this morning. And then I put them into the app and I was 90 Kells over because I was literally 90 Kells. So they're like the chocolate covered chickpeas, if you know the ones I'm talking about. I told Beck, I said, do I need to cut 90 Kells out of uh, my diet tomorrow? She's like, Lily, no, it's so fine. It just carry on as normal. So I ate 90 Kells over that day. And that was the only time I stuffed up the whole in... Yeah, that was the only time I stuffed up the whole entire prep. Um, I would eat literally to the gram of everything and like five cows in and out just because of the sugar, alcohols and something. Sometimes it would go a little bit skewy, but I was literally a gram to the T the whole entire prep. So that is something I'm very proud of. I never missed a session or besides I was got sick once. I missed one session, two sessions and two days of steps because I was really sick. But other than that, I hit everything all my steps, all my cardio, all my training, like the whole 20 weeks, which was something I was really proud of and never once did it go in my mind to go off track. That's like, I put myself through that and I wanted to do it to 100%. And even to my next like prep, there is no way that I would go off track. Like that's not even something that's in the question. That's just not going to happen. I am like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go absolutely all in and do it 100%. So yeah, the next question was... Um, why do you eat rice cakes between shows? Literally just um, a plain, easy, quick carb source. It's quick absorbing, goes straight to the muscles. Basically makes you look, I guess, a little bit more pumped up. So you're a little bit more full. Um, your muscles are popping. And that's literally the reason why. The other thing as well is everyone is different on the stay or like um, on backstage. So I couldn't like, okay, let's just give you a little bit of rundown, a rundown of what happens before the show. So I was, everyone's so completely different. Before nationals, uh, this was like the last one I can remember, I didn't touch my shoulders. I literally started doing one lateral raise and Beck was like, what are you doing? Do not pump up your shoulders. Do not touch them. Don't even look at them. Do not even lift your arms above your head because I had quite like prominent shoulders for the bikini look they were going after. So I didn't touch my shoulders at all. Um, and then the next, what I mainly focused on my glutes. So I literally would just do like glute kicks, barracks, all these banded things. But literally I was just sitting there and everyone else was pumping up on Beck was I was like should I be doing something she's like no sit there and do not move so first off I just wanted to say that every single person is so different and not to compare yourself to someone else I was about to step on stage because I remember before the very first comp I had like I was talking to a girl backstage and she was doing all these things and she was like my coach told me to do this my coach told me to do that I just did a vodka shot and I was like what the hell like I have not done any of this but your coach knows your body the best and just to do what they say and nothing more, nothing less, like literally exactly what they say. The other thing was all the people backstage, like that were also Beck's clients, were eating a lot of like salty food. So having like salt and vinegar chips, salt and vinegar rice cakes, like so much salty food. And Beck was like, no, you're, you're good. Like you can have some more exo crunch if you want, but like literally you're good to go. And I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm literally doing nothing in comparison to everyone else. But again, just your reminder that everyone is different and your coach knows you the best. Okay, next question. What app do I track on? I just track on my fitness pal. During prep, I paid for the premium one. So it was $30 a month, which is stupidly expensive. But that's what I did because I wanted to be able to use all the functions on it. And during my off season, I don't pay for the premium version. I just pay for the normal one. Um, um, let's not answer that one. Some of these questions are interesting. 
Um, did you struggle with body dysmorphia during prep or after your show? And I feel like I've already touched on this. After my show, no. If anything, I've struggled more with not looking big enough because obviously I'm competing again. Well, I'm competing IFBB next year, which is like a whole other step up in itself. So you have to be your muscle density just honestly has to be next level. So my body dysmorphia comes from not being big enough and not being ready enough for that. But I know that I have trust in myself and trust in Beck to be able to just bring a competitive package and bring better than what I had last show. And that's honestly the biggest goal that I am aiming towards. But I would not say I struggled really body dysmorphia after, but more so like probably during prep, I was like, I'm not ready and I'm literally competing tomorrow. I don't feel shredded enough. I don't feel lean enough. But looking back, I was like, what was I on about? But again, you're coach knows you the best and they 100% can guide you in the right direction and just quickly touching on that again not to compare yourself to anyone else I've actually talked to my friend Caitlin about this before so like I don't know if she even listens to this podcast but like she also won her pro card at um ICN nationals and before the comp we were talking like literally the night before and my carbs were so ridiculously high I think it was like I don't really remember I think it was like 450 or 475 grams of carbs like that day and Caitlin messaged me at lunch goes lol my coach just told me not to eat any more carbs for the whole entire day and I was like oh my god I'm literally so full shoving my face full of potato and rice and I was like oh my god maybe I'm gonna come in too full too big like I was like stressing out so I messaged Beck and I was like should I stop eating carbs like this is what like my friend's looking like she's a lot smaller than me like just completely different body types um and Beck was like Lily stop right now. I know you the best. And I know that you don't spill over. I guess you call it your body holds on to it really well. It helps your muscles and we don't want you to look as shredded or lean. So you actually need this to be more competitive. And I was like, okay. And I trusted her and I want my pro card. And so did Caitlin. So it also goes to show that different protocols work for different people. So don't compare yourself to your friend or someone else that's competing because everyone has to follow something different. Everyone is in different their body responds to things differently. So that's just like something um, my little give to you. Um, How long did I, or how long for a prep? That was, so obviously I did 16 to 20 weeks by the time I'd finish. Growing phase can honestly be anywhere from a few months to a few years. There is no right or wrong answer for a growing phase. Honestly, the longer, the better. My growing phase is going to go from like pretty much this whole year, like from, oh, I moved in, when I moved, February. February through to November will be my growing phase. So like lots and lots of months without one month because I'm not going to be tracking in Europe at all but pretty much the longer the better for a growing phase and I mean you can have breaks within there if your food is really high but at the same time just keep eating and pushing as much as possible like that is the goal to put on muscle mass so even if you're taking time off the gym still eat a goddamn load of food because your body will thank you for it um how did I deal with cravings and hunger so like I said I cut out all artificial sweetness pretty much like 12 or 10 weeks out um because I was craving sweet foods I was craving chocolate craving sugar so we cut all that out um so that's how I deal with cravings hunger I only remember being hungry a handful of times which sounds surprising because my cows were quite like they got low in the end but same time they weren't that low throughout but I felt like I just wasn't that hungry I just was never full and never satisfied and I just really made the effort to make sure my meals were very spaced out I ate at set times I had my breakfast my morning snack my dinner so my lunch, my afternoon snack, my dinner and my dessert. So I'd still make sure I ate, how many meals is that? One, two, three. Oh my gosh. 
I cannot mass right now. Breakfast, morning snack, lunch, afternoon snack, dinner. Six. I made sure I ate six times a day, no matter what. So I was like kind of evenly spaced my food throughout. If you like eat all your calories in the morning and then you have nothing left for the day, well, I'm sorry, but you're just an idiot. Like do not do that. Short-term sacrifice for long-term pain, gain, sorry, is like the way to go. Like you need to space all your meals out as much as you can. As Even if you're um, also focusing on high volume, low calorie, foods drinking like a lot of water um coconut sugar that was the other thing i didn't cut out forgot to mention that before um i had coconut sugar literally i just didn't have it the last week i can like up i didn't never had it peak week just to make sure but i had coconut sugar all the time which i found helped my hunger too but i was really only specifically remember being starving one day and that was only because i really fucked up myself and i like the dinner that the meat I got for dinner was really high fat and really high calorie, which I didn't realize. So that pretty much was like my whole entire fat for the day. So I just kind of <clears throat> ate that and went to bed hungry, but that was like the only one time. And again, you live and you learn. Um, but yeah, I actually felt like I did really well with hunger slash cravings throughout prep. Um, I got two more questions. So isn't, oh, this is a good one. Isn't doing bodybuilding kind of bad on your body image? I feel like if I was getting marked and compared to others on stage based purely on my body and not anything else, it would kind of mess me up. I feel like I kind of touched on this before, but if you feel like it would mess you up, it's going to mess you up. You cannot be in it for, you cannot compete if you want to do it just for the aesthetic look. You have to do it for the journey, not the destination. And that is the biggest thing I can say to you is if you feel like you're not ready, well, then you're not ready and do not do it. There is a difference between pushing yourself and getting out of your comfort zone to being not ready and actually affecting your mental health. Um, I completely understand like people's view on like, you're literally getting based on your body image, but you create that through food, through training, through posing, through all these different things, just like a gymnast gets coached on her skills. Well, like one person's going to be better at that skill than the other person. It doesn't mean like they're a bad person at all. They're just not as good as that skill, right? Same as like bodybuilding. Well, okay, your body looks better on this day than this other person. I don't know. I just feel like you're so disattached and you don't associate your body image with your worth at all. And I feel like that was the biggest thing. Like if I lost, like let's say, yeah, I like if I lost or I didn't place well, I wasn't like, oh my God, it's because I look shit. I'm like, okay, cool. What can I do next time to improve? Do I need to do a different pump up protocol? Do I need to increase or decrease my calories, my cardios? It was never like, a, oh my God, I looked bad at all. It was like, okay, what can I do next to improve? So it was just really focusing on your mindset there. Um, and that is the biggest thing. But yeah, I don't really know. It's, it is a really weird sport. The other thing is it's so, so subjective. Like every single state you can be rewarded for different things. Um, I found WA, they were like season B last year, they rewarded a lot harder look. And then this year they're rewarding a lot softer look. And that's the other thing I feel like if I competed in season A this year, I wouldn't have actually won because the people, like the, the way the placings went, I just like looked at who I kind of looked like. And I was like, interesting. I really feel like I wouldn't have done well. So again, it's such a subjective sport and you've just kind of got to accept it and go with the flow. And that's honestly also why I'm doing IFBB next year, because it means like I can grow and I can really define my look rather than, I don't know, kind of playing it soft and like going back into a softer look. I don't really know how to explain it, but yeah, that's why I'm kind of doing IFBB. I feel like it's a little bit more serious and you have to push that a little bit harder and it's kind of more uh, how do I explain it? But it's a little bit more, it's not as subjective in terms of like, this is the look they're after. And if you either have it or you don't, um, yes, it still comes down to like subjective, I guess, placings, but at the same time, 
it's not like, are we going for a soft look? Are we going for a hard look? Like everyone pretty much looks the same in the end. And that's kind of like why I'm moving towards that direction. But you've just got to accept. It's very subjective. And they may want you your look on one day and they may not want it the next day. Like me in Victoria. They didn't want me in Victoria, but they wanted me the week later in nationals where I literally looked the same. So yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> um, my last question is, am I competing again? Which yes, obviously I literally have just said that throughout. I am competing again next year, season A. Don't know if I'm going to be doing it in Perth, Victoria, what the goal is there, but yeah, I am. And I'm very, very excited. Really also really nervous because it is a completely different federation. Um, it's a lot harder. These girls have literally been training for years on years and years and have so much more density than me. But at the same time, if you want to grow, you've got to step out of your comfort zone. And that is like one of my biggest goals is to compete at IFBB level. So just go and tick that off straight away. So I'm very excited for that. Um, the other thing I just want to touch on, like the best parts of prep and the worst parts. Just, I don't know why. I just feel like that's also a question I get a lot. But I honestly feel like the best part is learning the self-discipline and learning what you are truly capable of and pushing through the days when you really don't feel like you want to and I do find that was the best part of prep was like coming out on the other side and I know if you have competed before the week before you competed is the whole thing of emotions and like I felt like I was constantly crying because of how proud of myself I was and like how much I did that year to get to the place I was in and like it's just the most rewarding thing ever and then just kind of on the back of that like the hardest things it's just so random it wasn't the food it wasn't the training it wasn't the cardio it was literally the steps my steps were only uh twelve and a half thousand every single day but that was the hardest thing because I lived in Melbourne and it was freaking freezing 24 7 and raining getting steps was actually so hard um if that was like in the morning at the night and the treadmill thank god we had a treadmill at home but it was the days where it's like 9 p.m and you still had 2,000 steps left through and you have to jump on the treadmill that was probably the hardest part and also it wasn't socializing with my friends. I found that completely fine the whole time. It was actually like my partner and I, like not going on dates, having like literally doing the same thing, like going to the movies, bowling, mini golf. But at the same time, like you kind of work through it and you, we probably did fight about it a few times. But like, just to be completely honest with you, it's one of those things where you just got to compromise as much as possible and really understand that they're doing their best and you're also doing your best. And you're putting your, like you're doing, you're putting yourself through this. So You've got to also accept like you can't be angry and moody 24-7 and get angry at them when it was your decision to put yourself through this. So you've got to put yourself out there, still go to social things, still go to events with your partner, just not eat or drink there. And that's just the way it is. You chose to do it and just suck it up basically. Um, But yeah, those were the best things, I guess. Um, But yeah. Wow, I spoke for a goddamn long time. I hope you guys got something out of this episode. Again, I feel like I only lightly touched on things. I didn't go into too much detail. I might do like a part two of further questions later on, maybe at the end of the year or something. Um, But yeah, that was pretty much everything in terms of competing, my growing phase, my prep. And I hope you guys really enjoyed it and took something valuable out of it. If you have any other specific questions, feel free to DM me. I'm more than happy to answer anything. Most likely, I'll voice memory you because that is my way to go. I literally voice memory anyone because who can be bothered typing these days? But yeah, that's everything. I hope you guys enjoyed. Have the best Thursday ever. And we'll speak to you on Monday. See you guys. Bye.